Welcome back to 12 Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's give God some praise, guys. You know what to do. Father God, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning for your grace and for your mercy. We thank you for all the things that you've done for us in our lives, Father God. We thank you for just keeping a covering and a blanket around and about us, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the very breath that we breathe, Father God, as we go on our day today, God. Just guide and lead us in your direction, whatever your will is for our lives today, whatever you your plans are for our lives today. Father God, we just ask it that it be done with grace and mercy and it will be in your will. Amen, everybody. Amen. So listen, guys, today we have two special guests in the studio for you all, because today I want to talk about something that affects all communities, but especially the Black community, and it is diabetes in the U.S., And I think this is a topic that we really need to focus on because in my research, as I was doing my research, I found out that it affects over 7.3 million people that do not get diet, that don't know that they have diabetes. It affects 34.2 million people that do know, but they still say that 7.3 million go undiagnosed. So with that being said, we're going to jump into that topic in just a minute. But did you guys pour into yourself today? I hope everybody poured into themselves today. Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guests because I want to know if they poured into their self today. First, we have uh, Monique. This is my big sister. She is a retired professional from the healthcare industry. Say hello to everybody, Monique. Hello, hello, hello. And next up is Ariana. That is my niece. She is an entrepreneur in her own right, a digital creator, and I'll have her give all her um professional things that she do at the end of the show say hello to everybody ariana hello how's everyone doing everybody's doing good so ladies did you guys pour into yourself today it's friday i hope you guys took some time to pour into yourself i always ask my audience if they poured into themselves and just concentrated on you did something for you i don't care if it was reading the word and sitting back with your feet propped up did you guys pour into yourself today miss monique did you pour into yourself yes ma'am i did every morning i pour into myself i read my word i get up and do my little housework and then i sit back and and relax i know that's that's what i was doing before a few minutes ago I was in my lounge chair just relaxing, watching the old movie. <laughs> I know that's right. It must feel good to be a retire a, a, a retiree. It absolutely does. It's wonderful. I know that's right. Well, I feel like I'm retired with you, even though I'm not. I'm just a housewife. <laughs> but I guess I retired with you. So, hey, I'll take that. How about you, Ariana? Did you pour into yourself today? Yes, I did. I get up every morning and I journal and I scribs and I also clean up every morning. And then a little bit later, I'm going to get into some early spring planting. (laughs) Oh, what are we planting? What are we planting? start my corn and I want to go ahead and start my flowers as well because you know here in Georgia we don't really we don't have too many more cold days left 
Oh, I know. And it doesn't really get cold in Georgia anyway. Well, if, you know, speaking of which, you guys, Monique is from North Carolina like I am. Uh, Ariana is from Georgia. And it doesn't really, it didn't really get cold here either. But I think, man, you were talking about that, Mo. You getting ready to start a garden and I'm getting ready to start a little herb garden because I don't have the space, but I'm going to see what I can do over here. So Ariana, whatever you plant, you just send some my way. Patio <laughs> <laughs> garden, I'm in a little apartment. So I'm doing, trying to do the patio garden I see on TikTok. Oh, well, you got to send me some tips because that's definitely what I want to do. I want to do some patio stuff. I, the sun shines so bright on my patio. I don't want it to kill everything. <laughs> but listen, guys, I'm so glad that you guys were able to join me today. We, my audience definitely appreciate it. Shots out to my audience for tuning in and listening to us and getting us over 1.2 in streams. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Shots out to all the new people that joined last night. We had, um, what was it? Air, 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 Arabic, Arabic, or Arabia, Arabia. I'm sorry, Arabia joined 12th Street Talk back last night, the little engine that could. We picked up a follower from over there. So I thank you, thank you so much. You guys keep following and sharing. So guys, let's jump right into this topic because I, I like to bring my audience some something that they can take away with them that has some type of value. And I'm always trying to concentrate on the black community. And what I found out is in the USA, 34.2 million people have diabetes. 7.3 million go undiagnosed. Diabetes is a fast growing chronic disease across the world. In 1980, 108 million people had diabetes and by 2014 422 million people was diagnosed with this chronic disease and that information you guys come from who and who is the world health organization and according to who 7 million people will be diagnosed with diabetes by 2045 and I thought that was a great number. The U.S., however, ranks third place in the estimate at 34 million cases. China ranks number one at 116 million cases. And India ranks at number two for 77 million cases. And this was all for 2023. So the number is growing. They said, the ADA says that in 2020, the number was growing to 1.5 million people per year getting diagnosed, almost double what it was prior. Forcing President Obama, I mean, not President Obama, I'm sorry, President Biden to call to action to pharmaceutical companies to lower the cost of insulin so you guys with you guys both of you guys are diabetics and I'm going to go in this order I'm going to go with Monique first when you were diagnosed with when were you diagnosed as a diabetic I was diagnosed back in 2009 as a type 2 diabetic 
um, over the last, probably over the last six years, that reversed on me and I've been um, diagnosed as a type one now. They told me that I was misdiagnosed. Mm. And so um, now I'm, I'm on insulin. Of course, when I was first being treated, I was taking metformin and um, glipicide, and that wasn't doing anything for me. They kept testing, 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 and finally they did a, a test on my pancreas, and my pancreas was, was, wasn't was even performing at the top level. It was performing at the level. I think we um, lost it. And they were well, you, you know, I think you was mi- misdiagnosed as a type two. So we're going to need to start you with some insulin because your A1C is like a nine. And, oh, wow. uh, you know, it kind of, it, it shocked me. And um, since then I've been being treated as a type one diabetic and I am currently taking insulin. Right so you were misdiagnosed. Yes, ma'am. And that's a chronic thing. That's something that happens all the time in our health field. And I tell you guys, as my listeners, I'm always saying, go armed with your information. Go armed with the questions that you have for your uh, health care physician. Go armed with all the information you can get, all the symptoms that you have and everything that you can think of. Because sometimes, you know, I'm not saying this is for everybody that's in the healthcare field, but I'm saying sometimes you just have some of those that want to get you out the door. They want to tell you, tell you something and they want to get you out the door. And if you don't go back and start asking questions, you just never know. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you, Miss Ari? When were you, when did you find out that you were diagnosed and, and how long have you been diagnosed? Yeah, so I was diagnosed in college, junior year, um, about a week after I turned 21. So that was back in 2015. So I'm coming about eight years, um, probably in a couple of days here being diabetic. Um, I am also type one. They almost misdiagnosed me for type two just because I'm such a late bloomer becoming a type one, but I am indeed a type one diabetic. Oh, wow. And for you guys that don't know, um, type one diabetic, it attacks the autoimmune cyst, the pancreas cells and stop them from creating insulin, which leads to a person or persons having to take insulin shots on a daily basis. A type two diabetic is people with types of, um, they can produce insulin, but their bodies resist the blood sugar and uh, their blood sugar is constantly high. Am I correct, ladies? Am I getting this right? Yeah. Okay. And it, 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 what does it, what does it say? It says, um, the, the pancreas pumps out insulin and eventually the cells begin to overexpose with type 2 diabetics. Am I correct, ladies? Yeah. So in the beginning, when you were misdiagnosed, Monique, you were misdiagnosed with type 2, but then eventually found out you was a type 1. Am I yeah, correct? That's correct. 
And Ariana, you just started out as a type one. Okay, so you see, and you said you almost got misdiagnosed too. Yeah, because just because of my age, most people who are type one, they find out when they're kids versus when they're older. Yeah, a lot of people still ask me to this day, like, am I sure I'm not a type two because of how late I was diagnosed? Mm -hmm. But they call us a latent diabetic. uh, And what is that? It, It means that you can't, you... It was later on that your diabetes, your, it attacked your pancreas later on in life instead of in the beginning. Cause mostly type ones, they find out at birth or in a very young age, but we're called latent diabetics because we had type one at such a late age. It was just late in the stage where they diagnosed us at type one. So they told me it's called a latent diabetic. Well, let me ask you this. This is this question is to Ari. Ari, you know, how did you find out in college? Was it symptoms or you just felt bad or how did that come about? I ignored my symptoms for so long. I don't know what it is about black people and not wanting to go to the doctor. Especially at a young age in college, you don't think anything's wrong. You think you just need some water. Um, It started out with me being just thirsty all the time. Lips dry, constantly need some water. Um, And I used to work outside in the heat at a theme park. So I really thought it was just that. Um, Then it went into me having to pee all the time. I just had to use the bathroom all the time, all the time. Um, It doesn't matter if I drank anything or not. When um, we used to take a trip from Valdosta to Atlanta, we used to have stopped to use the bathroom all the time because I couldn't hold anything. And then it came to one day I was taking a test and I couldn't see my test. I couldn't understand what the words were or anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that day I still ignored it. I went and I got a smoothie, a green smoothie, because I was like, maybe I didn't have enough greens. And that night, um, my roommate had to call the the hospital. So I had to actually be transported where they told me that my sugar level to the hospital, Mm -hmm, to the hospital. And that's where you found out in the hospital. Oh, wow. And we do. We do. I just did a I just did an episode on um, heart attack and strokes in the black community. And that was the number one thing that they pointed out on Go Red was in the black community, we mostly ignore our symptoms, especially black women, because we always want to take care of everybody else in the family. And we, we kind of put our stuff on the back burner whether it's a headache, whether we feel dizzy, we always put us, make us last on the list that we take care of. And they did say we need to stop doing that because if we're not here, we're not going to be here to take care of nobody else. (laughs) So, and that, that really made me think, and with you, Monique, I don't know. I didn't ask you the same question when you found out but I was kind of thinking along the rams of because it was because our mom was a diabetic. So maybe it was something that ran in the family. But yeah. was that your case or? Well, actually, my I got found out. I found out I was a diabetic. We was having free health checks at the hospital. Mm. And I didn't know that, that I had no symptoms of anything but fatigue. But I worked 12 hour shifts. So, of course, I thought I was just tired all the time. Right. And I went to do a health check 
you know, I said, let me go down here and do a health check. You know, I was feeling all good, you know, and I went down there and they told me, they said, baby, we need you to see a diabetic specialist. They oh, said, wow. we got your A1C levels and my A1C levels was already like an 8.8. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, what is that? I didn't understand what they meant. And they was like, well, we need you to see a diabetic specialist ASAP. Okay. Well, let me ask you this because I didn't chop that down. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. And so that's what I did. I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't have no idea that I was a diabetic. I knew I had, you know, feelings of of dry mouth and just fatigue, but that's all the symptoms I had. Well, let me ask you this. You keep talking about A1C levels and I did not. That is something that I don't have right here in my notes. Can you kind of explain what that is? The the A1C level is um um is basically Ari, can you explain what it is? It's basically it's a it's a number that holds for your sugar levels. Okay. Oh, how you've been doing? Basically, like typically the past six months to a year overall, how have your sugar levels, glucose levels, been? Okay, that was my next question to you guys. Do you monitor your blood levels daily? Is that something that you guys have to do on a daily basis? I'll start off with you, Ari. Um, for me, I try to. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not the best diabetic, but um, I typically do at least once a day. But with me being diabetic for so long, I can kind of feel and tell where my body is in certain states. Like if I'm too high, I know I'm yawning. I'm tired. My mouth is dry. If I'm starting to get low or drop too fast, I start to get a little bit shaky. So I can kind of sense where my body is and how my sugar levels are doing. What about you, Mel? Yeah, um, I I do. I have to wear a, a Freestyle Libre pot on my arm and I have a little machine and I have a parameter set between 70 and 240. And if I get anything below 70, it does beat me and it monitors my sugar levels all day long. And I wear it for 14 days. And then after 14 days, I pop it off and I replace it with another one. But that's how I keep up with my blood sugar levels. I was a a sticky finger (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, is what I'm going to call it. I used to have to stick my finger to get my levels, but my doctor wanted me since I became a type one, she wanted me to kind of be a little bit more in control of knowing what my levels were. So she uh, suggested that I put this, use this freestyle library pod. Oh yeah, I've been around you when that thing start going off. Yeah. I'd be like, you better get something. You ain't falling out on me. I know. I know. Uh, and, with that and- being said, guys, um, I do want to just let the audience know that there are two other types and uh, gestational diabetes that occurs uh, during a woman's pregnancy and, and normally goes away after the pregnancy. However, they say half of women that if they develop this type of diabetes during their pregnancy later on in life, they could, they said half of the women do somehow end up being diabetics Mm -hmm. and the other one was being a pre-diabetic which is typically they say not being a diabetic but it's like a they said it's like a pre a precursor uh where the blood 
glucose is constantly above average, but not high enough to warrant it as being diagnosed as a diabetic. And normally when you're a pre-diabetic, diet and exercise and keeping your stress levels down usually, you know, will solve that problem. And in America, around the world, I guess I would say 88 million people are pre-diabetics. I could be a pre-diabetic and and not know it. And all of these types include children with, um, ex- with the exception of um, gestational diabetes. Um, all of the other types do also include children and you were saying Ari that normally in children they probably would um normally in children that they probably would find that out early is that what you were saying and 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 you just they just missed the the mark with you for type one yeah I uh I don't know how I became a type type one diabetic so late, but yeah, usually they find it in children. All right. And Monique, yeah. we got your back. We got your back. Yes, I- yes ma'am. Okay. Okay. So ladies, let's move on to the to the next question that I have for you guys. Um, do you guys generally on a daily basis, do you have high uh sugar levels? Is that something that you constant battle battle with on a daily basis, Mo? Well, mine only uh, become high. I battle with a lot of lows. Uh, I really do. Mine gets high. Typically, once I eat, my sugar goes up. And then I have to, you know, give myself my insulin, of course, and let it come on back down. But most of the time, uh, I wrestle with uh, low blood sugars, which is not good. And um, But I try to keep up with it, try to keep everything monitored. Uh, let my doctor know, and and if she feels the need to, you know, take down my insulin. Uh, like if I'm if I'm doing ten units a day, she'll tell me to drop it back to seven or six because of experiencing the lows uh, so much, and she don't want me to experience the lows because it can be detrimental to your kidneys. Oh wow! Uh, experiencing too many lows, yeah, and uh, highs as well. So I try to stay between 70 and 240. That that's that's where I'm supposed to stay. That's my range. Uh, what about you, Ari? Do you have do you experience any high uh, sugar levels or any low sugar levels now that I'm finding out that that's part of it as well? Yeah, actually, um, I do typically have more high blood sugars, but I think mine just comes down to pretty much what I eat in a day. Same thing I eat and they go straight up. Of course I take insulin to get it back down, but yeah, I don't, I don't battle too much with low sugars just because I don't, I don't like the way they feel that like, having a low sugar for me would kind of make me not want to do anything for the rest of the day. So I typically like to stay higher about 120 to the 240 range as well. Oh, wow. So listen, guys, and, and I'm just, this is just a random question because I'm thinking as I'm going and, and, and looking at my notes. So you see a lot of people like if, say, for instance, you were out at a, a, a grocery store and and their, their sugar level drops or something like that. Most people say do candy. I know for us, Mo, we've seen Mama do a lot of 
peppermint patties is that typically when your sugar is low or if it's high just to clarify when it's low you got to have something with sugar in it to get that back up to a normal range when you drop in maybe about below 70 when you're dropping like 69 65 they want you to try to get that sugar back up to at least a hundred 70 won't do for them, even though that's a normal range. But when you're dropping that low, it zaps a lot of your energy. And that sugar just puts that energy back in you and it raises that level to where it needs to be. Mm. So have you guys, either one of you guys, go ahead, Ari. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm going to say I'm good with um, a juice box or a Capri Sun because they have exactly about 15 grams of sugar in it, which is what you're supposed to do when you have a low you have one of those wait about 15 minutes and see where you're at okay so with 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 that have any of you guys ever dropped so low i I heard you say monique it it affects your kidneys if it drops too low or 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 too high have you guys Mm -hmm. ever had to be hospitalized outside of you already being hospitalized the first time you found out is that something that you guys been through throughout this process of, of having having diabetes in the last couple of years well I, I had uh, uh, one extreme low and I ended up in ICU for three days with ketoacidosis but it was because they changed my medicine they changed my medicine rapidly, put me on a different kind of insulin, and it didn't jive with my system. So it knocked my blood sugar levels down to like in the 30s. Wow. And I, I was at work, and one of the uh, charge nurses uh, came and got me because I was walking, I was so dizzy. And I and um, talked to her. Back she up a said, little bit, Monique. You kind of went out. You said you, uh, we 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 lost you at it dropped, and you were so dizzy. And one of the nurses. Yeah, I was. It, it dropped on me really low, and I was like, "What in the world?" So I got candy and everything, trying to get it back up. It wouldn't go back up. So I talked to my older sister, which is a nurse, and she said, um, uh, "Get somebody to take you to the emergency room, Monique, because that's not normal. That's really not normal." And once I did go to the, I got the charge nurse to take me to the emergency room. They shipped me to ICU so fast. I didn't even know I was there until I woke up. Oh, wow. (laughs) I was like on the pass out verge. Uh, Once I got down there and they just shipped me right on the ICU. And I ended up having a three day stay in ICU just to kind of get me regulated and get my sugars back up to where they were supposed to be. What about you, Ari? I went into DKA one time after... um, I was diabetic. It was actually not that long ago, maybe about three years ago. My sugar level was just so high. I went through a honeymoon phase where it seems like my sugar levels were normal all the time without having insulin. Um, So what happened was, I guess the whatever, I guess the honeymoon was over and my sugar level shot back up and I was in that state for so long, I had to go to the hospital and I was also in ICU. Oh, wow. So we got to pay attention to this, guys. I got to get this weight off of me. I know me and you have discussed it, uh, Monique, about my doctor always says she's never been worried about me being a diabetic because, of course, 
I drilled her for the last three or four years when I was going through my back surgeries. And she says, I've never been worried about you being a diabetic. I was worried about your blood pressure. We got the blood pressure under control. And now she's worried about my cholesterol. So, and in saying that, I was thinking that I always thought that I was eventually going to be a diabetic because of our mother. Mm-hmm. That was something that that was just genetic, like high blood pressure runs in our family family mm-hmm. for some reason. So being said, guys, you know, what is a typical day, you know, as far as eating breakfast, lunch or dinner? Is that something that you guys have to stay on uh, three times a day? And I'll let you go first. Sorry. Um, I do eat three times a day, not because I feel like I have to, but just more of a choice. Um, I, really, I'm trying to gain weight, honestly. But I eat, I eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then I try to have snacks in between as well. Uh, usually, we pretty much eat leftovers from dinner for lunch, and for breakfast, I'll have like a bagel and some water. Maybe I'll do a vinegar shot. Does that usually help? It does. Vinegar does help reduce sugar levels. Oh, that, wow. What about you, Mo? Well, that's good to know about the vinegar. I need to get me some. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, we got plenty of it. We, remember, we bought some this summer trying to lose Is weight. it just the plain vinegar or is the vinegar with the I mother do, and the orange? I do apple cider vinegar, but I do like four ounces of water with like two tablespoons or two teaspoons of vinegar and just swish it up and have it all like as one shot in the morning. And okay. see, Monique, we was using that apple cider vinegar because we were trying to go on this diet, Ari. Right. So we already right. got the vinegar. <laughs> Ari, that's probably why you're such a little bitty old thing. <laughs> vinegar is good for a lot, though. Your digestive system, all of it. They did say that when I was reading into it when we were trying to do that apple cider vinegar diet. Uh, they did say it was good to have a half and half of that uh, apple cider vinegar with some water helps flush you out, helps with your digestive system and all that. They did say that, Mo. I think that's yeah. that was the point of trying to lose weight. <laughs> right. But it's the regular apple cider vinegar is what my doctor told me, not the one with the mother in it. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh yeah. No. Get the cheapest apple cider vinegar. <laughs> Get the cheapest one. Okay. Okay, that's gonna be on my list. But my my typical breakfast is is oatmeal with walnuts, um, and a, and I drink two cups of coffee, black coffee usually. Um, and then if I don't have oatmeal and walnuts, I have oatmeal with blueberries. Sometimes I do go off course when we go out to eat breakfast, me and my hubby, and I I get like bacon, eggs, or so- or turkey sausage and eggs. Uh, I try to stay away from the bacon uh, because of the pork, and I know I don't need that. I don't have mm-hmm. high blood pressure, and I don't want to have high blood pressure. This diabetes is enough. I but, know that's um, right. But I do, um, sometimes I'll eat eggs, bacon, you know. But yeah. most of the time it's oatmeal with blueberries or, or walnuts and, and two cups of coffee for breakfast. Wow. Well, I remember, I remember that turkey bacon. I used to have to buy that for mama all the time. <laughs> turkey mm-hmm. bacon. And it, it was actually kind of good because it was already kind of pre-cooked. She liked the pre-cooked kind. I think it was what was Oscar Myers or one of those brands. Pop uh-huh. it in the microwave. We were good to go. So I got a, accustomed to eating that turkey bacon. 
Mm-hmm. But guys, listen. Good. Yeah, it's okay. I still prefer my regular bacon, though. Okay, <laughs> I do my regular bacon. <laughs> you do your regular bacon? <laughs> Just do it in moderation, Ari. Just do it in yeah. moderation. <laughs> it's like a weekend meal for us, for us so. <laughs> so do, is it anything that you guys just crave and have to just shy away of just because you are diabetics oh fried chicken honey lord have mercy anything fried i have to try to bake uh put most of my food in the air fryer now because fried food the, the fatty uh grease and stuff in it is not good for diabetics it absolutely works on uh raising that sugar level Wow. Yeah. Butter intake that raises your sugar level. Oh, so no. Yeah, I have to try to stay away from fried foods. Mm, I didn't know about any... Go ahead, Ari. Oh, I was saying I didn't know about the butter, but you know, mm-hmm. I I love the air fryer. We don't really use the stove anymore because we throw everything in the air fryer. In the air fryer. <laughs> Best I know I thing. love my air Best fryer. Thing. <laughs> My mother-in-law gave me gave us one about two or three Christmas ago. And I'm going to tell you, that's the best thing, smoking. Mm-hmm. My husband is country, though, so I still got to do those good old country fried chickens and greens and meat and potatoes and biscuits. And I keep telling him, I don't know how he going to lose some weight <laughs> cooking like that for him. But that air fryer, especially when you're bringing home like leftovers and stuff from the restaurant, stick them in the air fryer and they just taste just like they were still in the restaurant i tell you i tell you (laughs) (laughs) but listen moving on i'm moving on um so how does it affect how does how how does having diabetes affect you guys lifestyle because i know it is a lifestyle change as far as the foods that you can eat but is it a burden because I can't even phantom. I don't, first of all, I don't like needles. I don't like to prick my finger either. So, with it being a lifestyle change, how does it affect your lifestyle being a diabetic? I think for me, um, it doesn't really affect me as much because if I see something and I want it, I'm just going to take insulin for it. But I'm also still in the stage where. I don't know. I want to try different things and eat everything. I feel like if diabetes affects me any, in any way, it would be financially because insulin is expensive. Um, all the equipment for type one diabetics, like the little devices they want you to wear are also expensive. If you want good insurance, it's also expensive. So mm-hmm. I think definitely more financially also signing up for life insurance is, is hard as a type one diabetic, which no one talks about. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, go ahead and give us a little cap on that i mean i'm here for it yeah i I can't really say much about it because i've still been denied from it for quite a bit um i don't know how to really obtain it at the moment other than getting like a a roth or a 401k or 401k or something like that um but yeah life insurance is very hard to get as a type 1 diabetic if you didn't have a I was just looking at a piece that uh, one of my counterparts uh, did on life insurance and they did talk about certain uh, medical conditions, even with me being with when I had high blood pressure and God knows what else they they were talking about um, how some life 
insurance policies can typically be on the high end that there was some out there for people with medical conditions, but they, they tend to run on the higher end. You probably won't get everything that you want, but at least you know that you're covered. But that may be something to look into. Maybe I'll do a little mini episode about that and get you some information out there. <laughs> what about you, Mo? How does it affect your lifestyle? Well, only that I, I have to eat in most of my time. I I very rarely go to a restaurant unless, you know, unless it's a holiday or and I want to go out. But right now, I'm just, I just want to stay at home. I don't even want to go out and do any shopping because I'm afraid to stop off at a restaurant and eat because everything consists of bread, bread, bread. I'm trying to stay away from bread. I'm trying to stay away from uh, desserts and stuff like that. And it's so hard going in these restaurants, eating something without bread. Without mm-hmm. having bread attached to it, especially sandwiches for lunchtime or something, you practically mm-hmm. have to take the bread away and just eat the inside of the sandwich. Oh, but wow. what I what I do what I do is just like if I have to get a sandwich for lunch, I'll take one of those pieces of bread off, and then I'll have that that one piece, and I'll put my my meat in between those two halves just to kind of lessen my uh, bread and if I do bread I definitely can't do a french fry because that's too many carbs carbs you know eating carbs and and sugars make a big difference in your levels as well you gotta watch your carbs how many carbs you can eat a day right now they tell me I can only have uh, 15 carbs per setting of meal, like 15 carbs for breakfast, 15 carbs for lunch, 15 carbs for dinner. If I go anything over that, I'm be I'm gonna be for sure my sugar level is gonna rise, and then I'll end up taking more insulin. And I don't like to do that. I like to stay within my parameters. So I I switch out this for that. So go ahead, Ari. Well, I was just saying, wow, because even with me, um, I have, I can do 30 carbs for breakfast, 30 carbs for lunch, and 45 carbs for dinner. Wow. And that's, that's probably a big because difference. you're such a tiny person. I'm already in that obese realm, and being obese and having diabetes doesn't go great together. <laughs> The Lord, after these two shows, the one on heart <laughs> health and the one now, I'm just going to have to get it together, Jesus. This your daughter calling you. <laughs> Help me with the temptations. <laughs> right. You have to fight temptations all the time. All yes. the time. So I'd rather just stay in my house and cook my own meals the way I desire to have them. Mm-hmm. You know, the meat, the, vet, the two vegetables. Uh, at dinner time, lunch time. Most of the time, lunch time, I try not to do lunch. I just do breakfast and and dinner is my biggest meals of the day. Lunch time, I might get my apple and some peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, you're always eating apple and peanut yeah. butter every time I talk to you. <laughs> so guys, will diet and exercise, um, how does that help? Does that help with like being a yeah. diabetic? Big part, big part of it. I exercise 
Uh, I get my exercise on every day now, but I flip-flop a lot. And walking plays a big part because you're moving and that blood is circulation, giving that blood time to circulate and, and, and your heart to beat just right. That helps a lot with diabetes. Mm-hmm. It keeps my numbers regular. Mm-hmm. Getting getting diet and exercising. What about you, Ari? You already such a tiny little thing. I don't see what you gonna exercise on, but <laughs> working out in general, gotta keep toned and everything. Not even that, you know, diet and exercise helps with everything. Yeah. Yes. Um, exactly. If I get up and I feel some type of way or feel lazy, I'll start moving and be ready for the rest of the day. So you know, I, I diet and exercise just for my mood and make sure I don't have like any anxiety or anything built up. Okay. But it helps with diabetes, of course, yes. Yeah, well, we all, I guess, I mean, they, they've been stressing for us, to, for us Americans to stay away from the fast food restaurants and get some exercise anyway. So I'm assuming <laughs> diet and exercise will help all of us at some point in our life. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, listen, what about your insulin? I know, you know, and I'm just, this is just a random question I'm going to throw in there. It's going to be a two-part Um do you have to take insulin for the rest of your life? And then the other part of it is uh, during this this transition to being a diabetic, I know, Monique, you mentioned that they had to change your insulin a couple times. And how does that affect it when they have to change it like that? So first part being, is this something that you're going to have to do for the rest of your life? You can go well, ahead and answer that one. I, I pray not. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm deep in my faith and, and, and I know my healing is already here. I just have to put the works to it. Amen. And and if I continue to diet and exercise and eat like I'm supposed to, I don't feel like I'll be on the insulin for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I'm choosing my, my faith over the the matter. And I'm going to stand in the gap with you and I stick to it. In my mind thought, that's what the doctor's telling me. Mm-hmm. They don't know me like my God knows me. Amen. And that's that's just Amen. what I'm doing, sticking to my faith. And I'm going to say no. I'm not going to be on this insulin for the rest of my life. Amen. I agree. I agree. And, and you talked about them changing your medications. I know we've talked about it in the past. Mm-hmm. How many different times have they changed your your insulin? They've changed my nighttime insulin because I take two different kinds. I take uh, the one in the morning and then I have one at for my resting, you know, and uh, they changed that twice now. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, actually three times because that one, that, the second one they put me on, uh, that's the one that sent me to the hospital. So now I'm on a different one. So I've had that change three times. Uh, and this one that I have now, it's it's doing pretty good with me. I'm I'm resting well. I'm not up all night, and my sugars, you know, are staying at good levels. My machine ain't beeping me all night long. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's doing the day, you know. Usually when it's beeping me low, and that's after I've ate breakfast, took my insulin, and I've walked, I've exercised, and then about ten or ten thirty, that's when that thing beeping me down. 
You're getting low. You're getting low. <laughs> uh-huh. I've, I've been sitting in church and you behind us and I, I hear something beeping and I keep forgetting about that thing in your arm. I said, she's yeah. beeping. <laughs> yeah. I'm moving. I mean, it's, as long as I'm moving, I'm fine. <clears throat> I, I'm fine until I get that drop. So I have to keep peppermint or something. I always keep peppermint or something on me. A peppermint or either a cinnamon, um, a cinnamon Di- little cinnamon disc. I uh-huh. keep those on me just in case it, it drops low on me. And then I got to pop that that cinnamon or peppermint in my mouth to kind of get it back to a normal level. Uh-huh. What about yeah. you, Ari? How, how does it affect your lifestyle or and have you had your medications changed? I have had my medications changed, but it really changes based on what the insurance insurance accepts. So I used to be on Novolog for my short acting insulin, and now I'm on Humaglog, which is what my new insurance accepts, accepts now versus my old insurance. So it changes mm-hmm. my insurance. Yeah, and and as far as you being active, I know you you got your hands in a little bit of everything. So um, I heard you say earlier when you're feeling low, you typically don't wanna, you know, you just wanna rest and stay in the house. Yeah, um, just because when I get low, it makes me feel so bad. I don't know, I get the shakes. Um, You feel like you're coming out of being like super drunk um, or hungover almost. So you kind of just don't want to do anything. I feel sick. I don't want to be bothered, things like that. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. me. That's exactly how I feel too, (coughs) That's exactly how I feel. I'm I'm normally, my energy is just zapped. Mm -hmm. And I just want to go lay down and take a nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's how bad I feel sometimes. Mm, I can't imagine. I don't want to imagine. Well, I'm praying both of y'all strength, not just because your family member is just because I just would hate to say, see anybody have to have a big lifestyle change like this. And I pray that who, uh, the world health center is not right. When they say by 2045, 70, 700 million people will be, diabetics but I do know that it's uh, two times more likely in the black community um, from being hospitalized long term complications Mm -hmm. and they say this is due to obesity it's due to smoking, drinking um, social economics, cultures attitudes and behaviors like some people just don't take it serious enough and as well they say some people they have to ration out um, their medication because they just can't afford it, which which you know leads me to this. I uh, I was watching the news uh, day before yesterday. It might have been yesterday, in fact, where Eli Lilly and he's um, over top of one of the pharmaceutical companies. He announced price price cuts for insulin mm-hmm. by seventy percent, which automatically caps out of the pocket at $35 for people who have private insurance and using participating pharmacies it's going to be $35 a little bit slightly a little bit higher but he's starting to break the mold he's he's answering the call of our great president of um president biden and trying to start to make something more affordable he did say however it's going to be 
on the the kind of like no name brands and I, I'm not really sure about that Ram but he says he's starting there and that would start this month in March and by May some of the well known insulin brands they will also be cut at a 70% price rate where you could save a good chunk of money especially if you have private insurance as well as it's not a new program but They have this program out there for anybody that does not have insurance called Insulin Value Program. And you can go onto their website and it helps people that are uninsured with the cost of insulin. And you could get your insulin for $35 or less if you sign up to be a part of this program, but you have to be uninsured in order to be a part of that program. So they are starting there and President Biden did say that and and I've heard him say this all last year, it costs as little as $10 to make insulin, but these pharmaceutical companies are just making money off of most Americans Mm -hmm. and charging three times the amount that it costs to make it and people can't afford three hundred dollars a pop and all these astronomical prices that they're putting on not just americans but worldwide people this is something that people need to save their lives this is not something that you can play with like food this is something that people need and you know as i was watching it i actually was in the guest bathroom and and my husband had it on in the bedroom and it just my ears perked up when I heard the commentator say that people have to ration out their insulin so they have to go sometimes without taking it for a day and then take it when they really just can't do without and I thought to myself no human being deserves to have to ration out their insulin to save their life and especially when you're it comes to being hospitalized and you then then you got that wary you don't have your insulin then you're hospitalized and then you got a hospital bill on top of already not being able to get your insulin the way you need it so my hat goes off to Eli Lilly I hope he does indeed do what he says that he's going to do and and that he he did do a press conference so i'm pretty sure it's in in the making but like they say you know it, it costs less than ten dollars so I, I i just i don't get it with some of these companies how rich do you have to be how many people do you have to kill kill to have so much money in the bank that you can't take it with you and you would want somebody to help you if you wasn't a billionaire or a millionaire. And I just I just don't get it. It just blows my mind um, what we live in, how we live in today's society with some people's thinking. It's, it's just like out for sale. I mean, you can't, how, how much can you take with you? It, it, just, it just blows my mind. But Biden is calling for some of the other pharmaceutical companies to stop robbing the American, as he says. Um, he says that they have been raising it. They ra- they have been raising it for a couple of years, and especially during the pandemic, sixteen point five percent of Americans had their the cost of of their insulin raised, and that was between 
um, 2002 up to 2020 that it was raised and it hasn't gotten any better reports from American Diabetics as well as GoodRx. They say that the prices are continuing to rise. They've seen a big increase between 2014 and 19 and the demand for insulin is growing significantly because this disease is a rapid and fast growing chronic disease around the world. So they join in forces in saying that diabetics need some help. They need some help. And sometimes insurance companies just don't cover it. And that goes back to what you were saying, Ari, that, you know, you know, switching insurance and depending on, you know, how much you can, you can pay for it. And, you know, my hat goes off to you guys for being brave enough, first of all, to come on the show and talk about it as well as take care of yourselves. And if you can leave my listeners with any last thought, what would you tell anybody that's listening right now from your standpoint, from being a diabetic Ari and and, and such a young age, because you're, you're young, what, what would what would be your last words to to speak to my listeners? First things first, uh, cry. You're gonna feel like the world is is ending. Oh, I did the same thing. I cried. I woke up in the hospital. My mom was next to me. Didn't know what was going on. Cry, and then from there, figure out what you need to do next. I love the subreddits. Um, type one diabetic. So just type in reddit.com or download the app on your phone and type in type one diabetic or diabetic. And there's a channel for that. It gives you a bunch of information. You can talk to people in there. They are going through the exact same thing you are, some even worse. So I say get in there, meet some folks, let them know what's happening and uh, you'll be all right. (laughs) We'll be okay. (laughs) Well, I'm definitely praying uh, for both of you guys. What about you, Mo? Thank you. For, for you to just get your regular health checkups. Know your numbers. Ask mm-hmm. questions. And just and just do what you're supposed to do to try to help yourself. Mm-hmm. And and just think about the consequences of some of these some of these health scares that go on and, and what it entails in the end for you if you don't get your regular checkups stay in the doctor's office and Mm -hmm. and get things done because you know diabetes can lead to all sorts of types of things kidney disease it can lead to eye loss you know you you can lose your sight over this Mm -hmm. you know and and you can lose limbs so you know do your regular checkups if you have symptoms, stop ignoring some of these symptoms and get to these doctors and, and just, you know, say, hey, I want to check my A1C levels. I want you to check them. I want you to see, you know, to test me for diabetes, test me for heart disease, whatever whatever you think is going on in your body and that you need to be tested for. Get with these doctors and find you some good doctors and talk to them and ask a bunch of questions, like you said in the beginning, you know, to try to figure out what's going on in my body. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mental to our health if we don't. Definitely. I'm always telling my listeners, anytime I do a piece on health, 
make sure that you go into your doctor's office armed. I see so many people in our age group and as you, you guys know, Ari's story now, and there's so many other young ladies out there like her. As I was doing the research, it was so many young ladies, young ladies in their 20s that found out by passing out and ended up in the hospital. So guys, definitely know your numbers. Take your take yourself to the doctor. Arm yourself. Don't let a, a, some dizziness or a headache or any of that stuff, whether it's diabetic related, whether it's heart or stroke diabetic uh, related, I'm sorry, in our black communities, especially we we have to continue to lift each other up, get into support great groups, know your numbers, get educated on some of these things that are out here that are free. It is so much stuff out here that is free. So when you're lying around on a Saturday, just start Googling some stuff. There's so many free events and they do giveaways and bags and you find yourself enjoying yourself like I have gone to so, so many. So I thank you ladies for your time. I thank you for joining me, being brave enough to talk to my audience about this. I hope that this helps someone that may be going through this or may recognize one of the symptoms that either one of you you guys have listed. Any parting words, Monique? Um, I, I appreciate you doing <laughs> um, this show and, and, finding out these numbers are so high like they are here i am thinking i'm all alone <laughs> no you're not and no, i'm not. not and there's so many you know those numbers just <laughs> blew my mind when you put those numbers out there because you wouldn't even think that so many people in this world was fighting the same thing i'm fighting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it blew my mind too i had to go back and look at it you know and when i do my research I kind of try to look at different websites, but who, um, that is a very good website to look up information, the World Health Organization. So, you know, they got to get it right. (laughs) Nobody else gets it right. And and Ari, any, any parting words for my, for my listeners? I guess, did you want me to do my shout outs? Yeah, baby, you can do your shout outs. Go ahead and tell them where they can find this entrepreneur. Yeah, I, I'm on Instagram at I am Ari Renee. That is I am A R I R A N A on Instagram. And then on TikTok, I am just Ari Renee on there. A R I R A N A. I don't know why it was so hard to say. But yes, as far as diabetics, make sure you know your numbers because that is important. And listen to your body because your body will tell you before anybody else will. So make sure you check out and listen into listen into your body. Okay, baby girl, I got a little bit of feedback on my answer. Run your Instagram and TikTok back one more time because it cuts you off because I want them to go get this amazing vision board that I purchased and, and all the other little stuff I got in my basket over there at your shop. <laughs> yeah, so TikTok is real.a-r-i-r-a-n-a. So Ari Renee. And then my Instagram is I am Ari Renee, spelled the same way, A-R-I-R-A-N-A. So if you type in Ari Renee, you should find me in the Etsy shop. Um, just changed the name. It is now called Flora and Alchemy. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I was on your website this morning and I didn't see it because I was trying to jot down the name. 
I just yes. did some rebranding this week. We got some more branding coming and some new products coming from our birthday on the 17th, hopefully. Oh, a happy early birthday. Happy early mm-hmm. birthday. Well, I'm definitely going to be getting in touch with you, Ari, because I definitely, um, I want you to come back onto the show because I know you are very uh, educated in the knowledge of gun handling. And um, I know you did some uh, uh, some stuff with that. So I do want to do a show on self-defense. And I would love for you to educate our listeners in ham- how to handle a gun. And, and with you being so young and, and worked at the gun range, I think that you will be a perfect candidate to do that. So look forward to hearing from me. And Monique, I know you know we'll talk or see each other in church. And for my listeners, I thank you guys for always, always listening to the, to the show. There it goes, guys. You know I wasn't going to be able to talk sooner or later for always listening to the show. And don't forget, guys, please continue to follow, 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 share, share, share. Um, As I told you guys in my last episode, I'm really trying to get back to the community. I am trying to go into an assisted living facility for Christmas and gift at least 25 men and 25 women with a basket full of goodies, whether it be blankets, pajamas, socks, toiletries. And I want to do this for the ones that have nobody coming to visit them during the holiday. Nobody comes to talk to them on a daily basis. And I just want to pour some love back into the community. Community. So if you can, following is free. But if you want to subscribe, I have a 99 cent a month plan, $4.99 a month plan, and a $12.99 month plan. And those proceeds for subscribing to the show, some of that money will go to us being able to make a difference in the community. Check us out over on Spotify. Check us out on Good Pods, where we were number one in relationships and number 14 on the overall charts. And we'll see you guys next time. Same channel, same station. Ciao for now.